You are listening to the Run Duo Podcast, a program to entertain and to inform. Forerunners by runners. Now here are your hosts, India Cook and Tommy Mitchell. And the Run Duo is back for another episode. What up, India? Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, guys? Oh, man. I am so happy. We are on episode three of the Run Duo. It's been so fun. Can't (laughs) wait for this episode. And we got a great episode. We got Kim King coming up. She is the co-race director for the Divine 9 5K take coming up here shortly in Atlanta, Georgia. But before we get to her, what's going on, India? Listen, it's almost that time, Tommy. It is almost that time. Marathon training. Marathon training. <laughs> doom, doom, doom. How many weeks you doing? Twelve. Twelve? Just joking. Eighteen weeks. <laughs> I was trying to make it sound good. <laughs> Lord knows. A good old 18 weeks. My whole summer. 18 weeks. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know. It's a part-time job, Tommy. Don't. I mean. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I shouldn't make it sound so bad, but everybody knows that marathon training is, it's another job. Like, you really have to be dedicated and committed, especially if you want your marathon to look good. I mean, people play around in these streets, but I'm, I'm not those, I'm not that person. You're not playing around in these streets? No, I don't play around with training. Okay, remind us again, which marathon you running? Chicago again. It's redemption year. <laughs> people think I'm crazy. Chicago redemption. <laughs> it is. <laughs> So last year when I ran it, of course, um, for some of y'all that knows, I ended up getting um, IT band injury that did not flare up until race day at mile eight. So yeah, so it wasn't until mile eight that I started hurting really, really bad. And it just, it was my first marathon. So of course I did not finish in the time that I wanted. And so I've been strength training, trying to get myself together so that uh, I can redeem myself. So this year I'm hoping I can get a really good time. So does your dad listen to the show? Of course he does. What up, Pops? I got to hang out with India's dad last year in Chicago. We had a great time. My so. father's awesome. His birthday was on Sunday. Happy so birthday, Pops. Dad's a Taurus? Dad's a Taurus? Yep. Okay, okay. So what you doing to get your mind right? I know you've been trend straining. Strength trend straining. Training. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing to get your mind right? Strength training and just, just a lot of positive energy for myself. Like, speaking positivity into me. Um, for those that don't know, I usually write something very positive on my mirror in my bathroom at my house. Um, basically, you are a runner, you love running, you are going to do good and kind of what my goals are for the marathon. Um, I haven't put that up there yet because I feel like I'm going to, once I get halfway into training, I'll put that up because I can know kind of where my body is and how I'm feeling. So just praying good, good things over this IT man because it does not feel good when it flares up. So I'm doing that. Um, this week, I'm going to sit down and actually write out my training plan. It's going to be a little different than last year um, because my work schedule, um, I'm off during the week instead of the weekends now. So it'll be a lot of solo train, a lot of solo train, a lot of solo runs. My runs will be during the week instead of the weekend. So that's going to look really different. However, I have three days off from work now, which makes it a little bit better when it comes to training and recovery. I'll have a little bit more time. So I'm happy about that piece. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, so 18 week plan. And who are you using? Yeah, Hal Higdon. Ain't that Hal Higdon? I'm telling you. It's I'm just listen, telling y'all. If y'all don't get with that Hanson, you ain't serious. You don't get to that Hanson. I can't get with that life. You got that, Tommy. <laughs> I cannot get with that life. Hal been giving me all the life for my halves and for this second round of pools. So <laughs> we gonna stick with that. He's my buddy right now. So. so are you the type like when you're training for the marathon, you gotta run in the same type of shoes the whole time? I try to, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I was at Nike today. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was at Nike today. I'm a Nike girl. Um, But I was at Nike today trying to figure out what I'm going to do because um, 
Earlier this year, I tried to switch over to Brooks. That didn't work. It felt really, really weird. And I just, I couldn't get with it. And I was trying to figure out if it was just my, a mind game. Yes, yes. I was trying to figure out if it was a mind game. Like, oh, you're so used to it. But then it's like when I kept running in them, it just wasn't, it just, it didn't work. So I tried to do that. And then I also got some Adidas Ultra Boosts. But I think that they're too much cushion. Mm. So I'm just, I'm in limbo. I have a two pairs on deck from, from of my Nike um, Vomeros, but they're a newer edition that I like. I like the Vomero 10s, mm. but the 11s is what I have right now, so I might roll with those. But I'm trying not to do too much switch up because I feel like with my IT band, I don't want any... Because with shoes, for me, my hips start to hurt. Like, if they're not on point, like, all of that starts to... That's important for me, especially when you're putting those miles in. So Exactly, exactly. It's like shoe change season because, like, yeah. Heather, Heather Brownlee, she just changed her shoes. Her running partner just changed yeah. shoes. I don't care. I just run. I don't care. They can bring me some Bobos. I'm running. Bobos? Bobos, they make your feet <laughs> feel good. Whatever works. I mean, you're knocking down good times. So I ain't mad at you. Well, now... You, I, I, I was knocking down good times. So okay. actually today, this morning mm-hmm. at 4 a.m., uh-huh. I became a runner again. Because I ain't running in about two, almost three weeks. I'm with you. So, I, and, and you know, I, I talked about the injury I had earlier this year where the, the bus ran off the road and I flipped over some seats and hurt my knee, whatever. Um, flipped over seats? Yeah, yeah. They, they people, lady fell asleep at the wheel. Not at the, rocks, but seats. Just seats. Flipped over oh, seats. Feet. I thought you said seeds. Oh, no. Seats. <laughs> seats. I'm sorry. Thank you for, for that pronunciation. Anyway, so I thought it was fine. I was getting myself together. So I wake up a couple of weeks ago, and it felt like I had the worst Charlie horse in the world in my calf. Mm. And I didn't know what was going on. So I tried to roll it out. I said, I'll just chill for a minute. But mm-hmm. after I couldn't run, actually really couldn't even barely walk correctly mm-hmm. i said maybe i should go online and see what's going on mm. so i went online i put in um pain on calf pain behind knee mm. and it said that i probably have fluid mm. so i reached back there and i felt I was like i do have fluid so of course heather's like you need to go to the doctor All right so i said okay if i'm still hurting on such and such a day i'll go to the doctor lo and behold the day that I was planning on going to the doctor, I woke up. I could walk correctly. I was like, okay, no doctor. <laughs> I'm fixed. I'm good. Um, I, you know, I used some Icy Hot, and after that, you know, I was, I was back to normal. So I actually got up and ran this morning, but it was a slow stroll. I ain't going to lie to you. But it felt, because I haven't been running in the morning. Mm-hmm. I had been running in the afternoon. It felt so good to get that morning run. Listen, how early do you go, Tommy? Well, you know, when you're training for a marathon, and you got to do like seven miles before work. Mm-hmm. You know, four, getting up four o'clock in the morning. You know what? But that's diff- that's the difference between you and I. Doing a seven mile run for me before work, well, I'll be up at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> to be able to get to work on time. No, for real. Well, I mean, that's-, that's what I appreciate about a faster pace. Like you know, when you have a faster pace, uh-huh. you can knock down those that level of miles, that many miles in a good amount of time. Whereas for me, like I have to prepare. Like it's, it's like a- it's a. It's hours. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, like, the, right now, the paces I'm running, yeah. I was like, because I was that's exactly what I was thinking this morning. When I got up, I was like, you know, I used to jump up, run seven miles before work, eight Jeez. miles before work. Right. Right now, I ran three and was, like, happy to get my butt back Lord. in the house. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Right. But I was heat, like, yeah. This heat is climbing up there, too. I, I was thinking about that. It was Yesterday, it was, like, 90? Yeah. 
<sighs> so that's the other thing about them early morning runs. They have to get high because the evening or midday, it's, yeah. it's, you're going to be scorching, hydration. Like, you have to have all Well, that's why I decided to do it also cause, and because I knew we were doing this tonight. Yeah. So there was I wasn't going to be able to run this evening. But I definitely want to get a run, get some runs going because Peachtree going to be here before you know it. Peachtree, like, right around the corner. You know what? I, with Peachtree, I know a lot of people, like, I've got to... I'm not that person, obviously, that needs the first 1,000 or first 100. Mm-hmm. But Peachtree, I think, is on, my only fun race. Like, I know I go out there and I enjoy myself. I still, like, do enough to where I can qualify for a better bib for the next year. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I, that's my fun run for the year. The Peachtree's your fun yes, run? Yes, it is. <laughs> I enjoy... Like, I literally enjoy it. I love running down... Passing the Shepherd Center, like I feel like Peachtree is the run where I'm like in the moment and I can li- literally see everything that's going on with me. Whereas other races, I zone out and I'm all about my time and my finish and kind of what's going on. Whereas Peachtree, I'm in the moment and I'm looking at everything that's around me. Well, this year will be a fun run for me because I, I I will not be in any shape. I doubt no, I can. Right. Yeah, I thought I could. You know, I usually average about a sub fifty somewhere around there. Ain't yeah. gonna be nowhere close to that this year. I'm probably gonna run um, with Heather. I'll probably drop back to her thing and if i can keep up with her right now she's faster than me Listen, so (laughs) well she's been doing a lot of strength training too so that's that's another reason um that she's been she's been doing so well (laughs) all right so of course with the peace street coming up there are several other atlanta races that are also coming up within the next couple months that i just kind of want to shout out so of course tess um run director in atlanta has some great races coming up so sunday may the 20th she has the Porsche around the track. So, Tommy, this race is supposed to be actually around the Porsche track, which is I think is amazing. Obviously, there's limited spots. Um, Tess did post on today that there were only nine more general admission spots open. So, that is going away really, really fast. So, if you're wanting to run that race, definitely sign up for it. Again, that's Sunday, May the 20th. And then she also has the Urban Tree Cidery 5K that's taking place on May the 28th. Those are always great races because after the race, y'all drinkers go and have a good beer and y'all drink. and Yes. It's always really fun. I always just like to hang out. I'm not a drinker, so, you know, but I do see y'all having a really good time with the drinks and getting different stuff. So that's always awesome. Um, and then, of course, you all know that the Braves 5K is coming up on June the 2nd. And then Hotlanta Half. Listen, Hotlanta Half is going to be so hot this year. Oh, I don't run the Hotlanta. Listen, I feel like Atlanta skipped spring and went right into summer. Yes. I, who was I saying? I said that some, to somebody just the other day. Skipped spring. I think I, my, my friend Ayana, she said we had like eight days of spring and they were all split up. It wasn't consecutive. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went right into summer. Like, legit. So, you want to talk about Hotlanta Half. Hotlanta Half is going to be on June Sunday, June the 10th. That's going to be great. I know that Mark Martinez usually does like a cheer squad. So, we'll see if he's going to be doing that this year again. Oh, he is. He is. He's okay. already um, got a Facebook page. Awesome. Um, and he's going to do, he's going to be sending out um, emails here shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, how you can sign up. Uh, he's giving away like the free shirts or you can purchase one. So he's definitely having that. So I'll be out there cheering people on in that hot ass sun. It's it's so hot. And I know that last year when I helped cheering on, this is the last year, a year before when I helped cheering on, we had the, um, the water packs, Mm -hmm. uh, the cloths, the cold cloths, because it's really, really hot out there. So that'll be good. And of course, Tess has another race coming on June um, 18th. That's on a Monday night. It's the Monday nighter at the garage. 
And so that'll be a fun race too. And that's um, that has a kids race as well as a 5K and 10K. So that should be really, really good. And I know we were on here talking earlier about the um, Divine Nine race that will be coming up and the HBCU race on the 30th. So we'll talk about those a little later because those are getting a little further into June. Um, but let me, wait a minute, Tommy. I know these aren't Atlanta races, but I still have to shout out. So this weekend... The Brooklyn half is coming up, and that's my PR race, so I have to acknowledge it. I'm sorry. It's in Brooklyn, New York. It's on May 19th, and I'm excited about it. I love to see the pictures and everything with that because that's my PR race. I really enjoyed that course, like through Prospect Prospect Park and all of that. Like, it was a good race, good course, and I felt good on that. So, shout out to that. And then Chicago Relay, Ragnar Relay is coming up this weekend, too, and I'm hearing that the Venoms are taking the – pavement again so we'll see what place they defending come in their title. <laughs> defending the title so we'll see what place they come in so that should be really exciting so a good weekend for racing and the next couple months racing season is here and turning up it's straight up here because every time i turn around this i look in somebody's metal monday metal right. monday metal monday i was like dang Listen. and and right now I, i'm not I feel bad because I'm not in shape. I tried to get my, my 2008 summer body going, but I right. spilled some bleach on it. Right. So I'm going to have to save it for uh, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm going to have to save it for that 2019. It's, yes, it's spoiled. <laughs> it's spoiled. I took it to the cleaners. They said, no, we ain't going to be able to use it. She's going to have to throw this body out. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to have to save it. But, yeah, it is definitely, definitely, definitely um, race season. Now, you're talking about races. Yes. I got a question for you. Uh-huh. So, what turns a race from a fun run into a race? Like, at what point, what, what, does it, what does it have to have to make it, like, you go, okay, this is a race now. As before, it was like, yeah, it's, a, it's just a, a fun run. Well, you know what? I think I'm a little different. So, I tell myself that I stopped doing fun runs back in 2016, okay? And what I saw as fun runs was your color run, your night light run, like, you know, the night, the mm. runs where you have to look gimmick, the gimmick run. Yeah. Like those and stuff. <laughs> like I stopped doing those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I stopped doing those when I said, India, it's time to get serious about running. Um, I feel like when it comes to those runs, you are doing, or there, a lot of participants are doing more walking than running. Mm-hmm. And they're not not as serious as you or I when it comes to running. So I found myself dodging runners uh, or dodging walkers, which I no shade to those people. You are out there, and a lot of times that's the, those are the type of races that get people started. So no shade to that at all. And I know that I was that person that those were kind of my starting races, and it got serious. Um, but I would say. I did not like. I don't like the dodging of the walkers and people that don't have per se the race etiquette. So like just stop and randomly take pictures in the middle and you know doing things. And I think also certified courses. Um, that's that's something that I take into account. The gear in the middle sometimes with those you can tell when something's just kind of fun <laughs> versus like a real a real race. Um, certified courses. Uh, about it so i guess it just depends and who's running the races like you can tell when someone who's lining up at the races if it's going to be a fun run or not um so when you have your quote-unquote elites or your people that are at that starting line and they're ready to go you can go to a fun run and see who's who's serious or not so i kind of cut those off a while ago so for me i know in my mind i don't really do so many fun runs only fun run like i just said was uh fourth of july and it's not really a fun run i still race for time i'm still looking at my Mm -hmm. clock um, but fun runs, no, not so much. Like if I'm racing, I'm racing. 
Yeah, um, I think if it's if it doesn't have time and chips, it's not a it's not a race. No, it's if not. Without a time, once you get a time and chip, mm-hmm. and my my time is going to be put up somewhere, it's like and like athletes right. and things like it's that. A race. That's when it's okay. This is a race. Yeah. So that that that's what does it for me. Now, um, usually we we talk a little bit about. Um, marathons because we've had we've had a, a a good stretch of world majors yes here and yes. you and I have talked about them and in the runners and that sort of thing I got a, a question for you now we know the Boston Marathon mm-hmm. is the oldest U.S. marathon do you know who the old what the oldest race foot race in the world is I don't do you have can you would you guess where it actually is I, you have me on that one Tommy I'm not sure we have stumped India, y'all. Y'all have. See, I was... this is what he does, y'all. See, he pop... <laughs> we talk about these podcasts, and then he comes up with these random behind questions, and then I'm sitting here looking like, uh, I don't she know. Just, she wouldn't know. He didn't let me do my research, but that's okay. You got it. All right, so I just happened to be reading this article. It was in um, Outside Magazine. What's the oldest running race? So, like I said, Boston is the oldest marathon in the U.S. Right. And what was what what number Boston was this? Because this isn't even 50 yet, is it? I don't think so. It was like 40-something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this there's a race in Italy. It's the Pala del Drapo Verde. Ooh. is the world's oldest running race. First contested in Verona, Italy, in, I'm sorry, in 1208. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, what do you think they were running in in, in 1208? But they ran it for 590 years. 590 years in a row. Wow. Before they, they took a break for two centuries because the French invaded Italy in 1798 during the French Revolutionary War. Wow. Race organizers brought the event back in 2008 as a 10K. Though, um, I think the earlier versions, they say it was like seven or eight kilometers. Um, but, so, that I, I, there's another race in Scotland. Mm-hmm. That I honestly want, because they had a two-century break on that other one, I think this race in Scotland, it's the Con, Carnwath Red Hose Race. It's a three-mile event, 5K, mm-hmm. that's been held continuously since 1508. Wow. And it was only interrupted by plague and war. Ooh, listen, <laughs> now that's something serious. Now, this is, the, this is the interesting part about this particular race. So, this race was staged every year since King James of Scotland granted the lands around Carnwarth or Carnwath in 1508 to Lord Somerville with an unusual but legally binding condition to find Carnwath's fastest runner every summer. And the reason why they wanted to find the fastest runner was um, because the fastest man could bring news of an English invasion in his red socks. That's why it's called the Red Hose Run. Wow. So these people <laughs> so running five Ks for real. Right. You know, we talking about fun runs. Right. <laughs> we, you know, we like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna start running. I'm gonna get in shape. These right. people are like, I'm gonna run fast because I'm trying to save the village. Right. They trying to save the world. <laughs> like you fast. All right. You saving the world. Let's go. But see, even though um, Boston is the fastest marathon, actually, mm-hmm. there's a there's a older. Race is in it's in Buffalo, New York. The YMCA Turkey Trot wins the title as the oldest uh, road race in America, in the U.S. by about five months. The AK event started in 1896. Mm. So, 
There you go. They um those are those are the oldest races. Right. And see, whenever you know, because you know, we got the um what's what's that um race that everybody's about to go out and do in Utah, where they're going to run across three different states. It's the half marathons. Everybody does it. Oh, oh Bear Lakes. Yeah, so Bear Lakes is coming up. Yeah. And, you know, because people are trying to do those 50 states. Yeah. So I was thinking. knock off three in a couple of days. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's that's people's, that's somebody's, you know, goal, which right. that's the main thing what runners do. We find goals. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe I'll have a goal and I'll try to run all the oldest races. Okay. Maybe I'll go, you know, go to Italy. I'll go to Scotland, run Maybe some old go. races. Maybe see, I, I see, might. Make some history, Tommy. I, I might run history. in the kilt. I might run in the kilt. <laughs> but, you know, they probably didn't have fancy shoes. You're going to work, you going to run barefoot? Because some of them probably was running no, barefoot. No, I ain't, I ain't running barefoot. You're That's not about out. that life? Nope, not about okay. that life at all. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. All right, Tommy. So, I can't, we can't continue to go on with this podcast without me mentioning this because it's just, it's definitely on my heart. So, yesterday I was strolling through social media and, of course, I call, I follow Black Men Run Atlanta because clearly. Um, and I was so excited to see just Jason Russell back on the pavement. Like, it is so good to see him back out running, looking good. And it's just great how things can turn around and he is looking good and looking healthy. And I'm just so glad to see him back out there and doing his thing. So welcome back, Jason. Welcome back, Jason. BMR is not the same without him. So it's good to see he's out there running again. Um, And hopefully he can get back to uh, hitting races so we can see him in a a race here coming up shortly. For sure. Yeah, you could definitely see the BMR guys when he was not feeling well. Everybody's just character and tone was just really somber. Um, and I think everybody is in good spirits now, and it's just great. So good to see you back out there, Jason. Good to see you. All right. So listen, Tommy. So, okay, I follow a lot of different people on social media, right? So not only people from Atlanta, but people from all over. I follow a lot of ultra runners. I follow a lot of elite runners, Olympians, etc. So I'm going to be a little shady today. I'm going to call somebody out because... This this comment just hit my heart. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, I am calling you out. And I'm going to make sure you know so you can listen to this podcast, too. So, I am calling out Ronald Joseph that lives in New York. He is a runner um, out of New York. And the other day, I'm strolling through Facebook. And he said this. And I'm this is definitely in quotes. I'm going to make sure y'all know exactly what he said. All right, Ronald. So, he said, I hate to say it, but it must be said. Too many slower runners are out there in vapor flies. Those those are for people trying to beat you at the least or fast non-marathoners. Listen up. He's so saying course, y'all wasting y'all money. That's what he's saying. That's what he's trying to say. He's trying to say <laughs> that slow people can't wear fat shoes that are supposed to be, excuse me, that are supposed to be for fast people. So for those that don't know, Nike um, released the vapor fly 4% sometime last year. Um, they were supposed to be mimicked after the um, Zoom fly, vapor flies that the Elite ran when they were trying to do the breaking two. So, of course, these are $250 Nikes that have this amazing technology in them that are supposed to obviously make you run really fast, lightweight, great technology. So, yes, they are definitely in high demand. Right now, you can't even get them. They're sold out. Um, so, my thing, the thing that touched my heart with the comment that he said is that he only faster people or runners that are trying to qualify for Boston should be wearing these shoes. If I got money in my pocket. Who cares? Exactly. Listen, if I had the coin, I would have them and I sold them not that. <laughs> uh, my, best, my best mile is a 10 minute mile. So at the end of the day, that's not it. But if I had the money, I would have them. 
I mean, yes, and he he was definitely wrong for saying that. Saying that okay, they they shouldn't be buying them. They shouldn't be they shouldn't be out here with them on. Do do what you want. Look, I'm a I'm a very practical person. Right. I'm I'm the first person to, and this you know it's not running related, but it kind of shoots to the same thing. Mm. I'm the first person. I have a friend. His mm. name is Kevin. Um, good friend of mine. When Kevin buys a car, Kevin soups it up. He right. puts every unimaginable rim and thing on the vehicle. Right. Now, Kevin doesn't race cars or anything. He just wants his car to look really good. Okay. I'm the opposite. If it didn't come from the factory with it on it, yeah. the car don't need it. Okay. But this is how I put it. If Kevin finds joy in putting 20s on his car and yeah. changing out things and all that, you know, souping it up, right. then he has the right to do it. Same thing with people with vapor flies. If they, you know, hey, maybe you're not going to break any world records, which... I don't know anybody that's breaking world records, personally. Yeah. No. So, if you want vapor flies, yeah. knock yourself I will, out. I would give it to you, Ronald. You fast as hell. I'll give that to you. You are pretty fast. Um, but for us slower, and I have quotes going up, for us slower <laughs> runners, we can wear vapor flies if we want to. And if you have an issue with the demand of the vapor flies, you need to check up with Nike. <laughs> Um, and yes, I'm a Nike Y'all sucking too, up the, the vapor flies from the fast people. No, I mean, <laughs> if I could get it, if I could do it, I would do it. And at the end of the day, I might want to BQ as well, even though it may be 20 years before I can do it. <laughs> well, it's, it's not <laughs> even about that. Doing. It's just like, okay, in race and running, you, even though that you are competing against other people, right. you're really competing against yourself. Okay. But yeah. that's the other thing. In mm-hmm. the comments to mm-hmm. his post, he said he's not competing. He is... He is not technically, he doesn't feel like he competes with himself. He's competing against everybody there. He is a real racer, front line. I am here to win this. Like, that is the type of runner that he is. is. I want to say he might be in his 30s. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ronald. But I want to say he might be in his 30s. Yeah, Ronald, holla at me when you're in your 50s. He's talking. That's that's, that's that young talk. That's that young talk. He comes to get him. Um, So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, he definitely has some friends that were in agreements to him on his post. But he also had some runners that are like myself that got really offended by his post because it was like, come on, like... But, you know, this isn't anything new for Ronald. He definitely, he he tinkers he, out he there brings with saying it. some... Should we bring Ronald on the show? I feel like we need to. We should bring Ronald on the show and let y'all go, mano y mano. <laughs> we might need to let him say some things. But, yeah, he offends me sometimes. But I do like to watch um, his times and the things that he is doing with running. But he does always say comments about slower runners and it kind of frustrates me but at the end of the day i am me and i am running for myself you know it is what it is i might be slower but i'm out there and doing more than that guy that's on the couch or that lady that's on the couch and i mean it's it's all relative like you said ronald is really really fast i mean i know once i get back to my normal speed i'm going to make an attempt to bq yeah and no I probably can't beat Ronald, but I can definitely go buy those shoes to try to get that BQ, course, to try to make always, my time faster. But it's always about looking good, too. You know me. I'm always, I'm, I am that girl that <laughs> is from head to toe looking good at, on race day and even when I work out, and that's just what makes me feel good. So if I want to go buy $250 shoes that also make me feel good, regardless of the pace that I'm going, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I don't care what I look like, so, honestly. I do. I feel like if I look good, I perform good, and that just is what it is. Even with strength training, I'm always going to be together. <laughs> I look crazy in the gym. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> I might roll out of bed and go straight to the gym. If they allow you, I'll probably have slippers on in the gym. I wouldn't care. Unacceptable. <laughs> Get it together. Now, so you follow Ronald. I do. That, that brings me because to a good question. You know who I am. Go ahead and- <laughs> 
Ronald, you know who I am. You okay. have posted me before, so. Pull up your Instagram. Pull okay. up your Instagram, Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people, so you can't even find your phone. I'm looking for it. How many people do you follow currently on Instagram? How many do I follow? Mm-hmm. How many people do you follow? Oh, Lord. Now, you know I have two pages. You talking about just on my personal page? Yeah, your personal page. Okay. So, I currently follow 1,082 people. Okay, that's not much off from me. I follow 941 people. Okay. What makes you follow people? Like, what makes you go, okay, is it is it reciprocal? Like, okay, they followed you, now you follow oh, no, them. No, I'm not team follow back. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> so, you let people follow you and just be like... Yeah, because, my, yeah. okay, so my followers, I have 1,389 followers, and I'm mm-hmm. following 1,082. Well, first of all, we know that there's some people that are, like, spammers out there and stuff that are probably following me that I'm not going to follow you back. Yeah. But also, if you don't have the content that I want to see, I'm not going to keep you on my page. So, if you're saying negative things, if there's a lot of... Fighting that you post, a lot of negativity. Mm-hmm. If it's a, if it's a lot of nudity, I don't want to see that. Regardless of if it's you posting I mean, your partner or something like that. If it's tasteful, if it's tasteful, I just don't do well with that. Like I don't need you twerking on my phone. Like I don't want to see <laughs> that type stuff. And no, I don't just follow runners, but a lot of my pages, like healthy eating, things of that nature. A lot of love, positivity, people that are just living a good mm-hmm. life. So. Unfortunately, I don't follow back just because you follow me, unless I know you and there's some kind of connection there. But yeah, like I don't just follow everybody. And if you say something that's really offensive, um, I don't. I probably won't follow you. I won't continue to follow you. I've unfollowed some people recently because I'm like, I just. My thing is when it comes to social media, mm-hmm. I'm on there a lot, and I don't need to receive any negativity through my social media feed. Okay. I my thing is, I can control that, and so I don't want to receive any negativity. Just like I don't like to watch the news because I feel like the news is a lot of negativity. So I think that social media has its way of giving negativity. And if you're someone that is continuously doing that, I don't do it. That's just like when certain stuff like terrorist attacks and things like that happen. Mm-hmm. If I see too much of it, sometimes I remove myself from social media because I just don't want to ingest all of that. It's just too, too much negativity. Cause yeah. You, I, yeah, I feel like in regular life, there's enough stress. Yeah, well, Okay, so see, now you get me off on something else. Uh-oh. So, okay, so because you, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I will turn the news off. Yeah. Heather can't stand it because she wants to see the news all the time. No, I can't Dude, do that. I don't need to see it's that. So and, depressing. Well, see, I'm like that across the board. I don't even want, I don't even like watching dramas. Okay. Well, reality drama. I don't watch reality TV either time. Yes. We're on the same because I feel like my brain is fire, frying when I'm watching it. They sound, they're, they're just ignorant. I can't stand it. And I'm just like, why, I got enough of this in my regular life. Why do I want to come home and listen to somebody else's drama and watching other people be petty? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I ain't gonna lie, I watch a lot of repeats. I watch a lot of shows that I've seen before mm-hmm. just because it just soothes my mind. Yeah. I'm not actually watching it, it's just kind of on. Right. But anyway, back to Instagram. So... When somebody, so, okay, say somebody you don't know, but, mm-hmm. like, because of the show, maybe they, they figure out who you are. Yeah. And they follow you, and they're okay. also a runner. Yeah. You don't automatically follow them back? Not all the time. Not all the time? No. They got to be cute? Is that no, what you're that's saying? Not, that's not even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I follow some non-attractive people. <laughs> um, but, no, that's not even a thing. I mean, there's some people that will hit me up, like, you know, in my comments to mm-hmm. say, hey, I, you know, Miles mm-hmm. from India or things of that nature. There's yeah. plenty of people that I've never met in person or uh-huh. people that have met in person just from Miles from India uh-huh. or the Run Duo. Um, so I will follow back sometimes, but I, I do look at content on your page. I do. You scroll through to see what you're about? I do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and you're like, nah, dog. I do. You got me too many girls on here shaking their butts. Yeah, I, I don't need to see that. But I think I definitely have more female followers than I do males. I think Mm -hmm. I have a lot of male followers lurking. (laughs) 
because my page is public, but I have more. Oh, you public? I'm public. I'm public too. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Go on look. Go on look. Go on look. I'm see doing what you a lot see. Of good stuff over here. <laughs> exactly. Go on look. Go look and see and what, what I'm you doing. See on my page is not everything that's going on in my life. I dropped that in there. So just because it's not posted on me, it's not happening. I hear you. So, I hear you. But yeah, I mean, respectfully, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I only have three hundred some odd followers that I'm not probably not following back. So I think that that's a good number. You'll see some people that have thousands of followers. And they're only following 1,000 people. And it's like, come on now. Like, you don't follow anybody. But I think I respectfully, I follow back enough. But not for everybody. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about you? You follow everybody back. Pretty much. Well, see, Instagram's a little different. Now, on Facebook, uh, if you you sent me a friend request, and I look and we got like 75 people in common, and it's all... No, it it is. It could be 12. I don't care. If if it's runners involved. Okay. If I don't know you and we have, and there's runners that we connect with, I'll probably go ahead and friend you. Yeah. Now, if I don't know you and the people that we're connected are like randoms, Mm-hmm. Like somebody from a high school, then there was somebody from you know college, right. and then you know, I then I, I probably won't. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I screen more on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and I think I screen more on Facebook for some different reason, and because like recently I saw like from my old job, I saw people just popping up randomly. Like I feel like there's a lot of people that I really don't want on my mm-hmm. Facebook page. Um, you, if you can find me on Instagram, that's fine, but my Facebook page is pretty pretty private but i will have a lot of people just from the running community in mm-hmm. general have 50 60 70 100 people in common and i'll you know I'll let that go ahead happen. and just hey hey how you doing hey yeah. go on ahead. or the Let's guy see. that follows me and then as soon as that happens there the wife follows me too and i'm like girl come on because ain't nothing else going on over <laughs> here it was just a follow ah, that ah, happens ah, a lot too ah, but you know i dated a girl like that once like anybody uh, like she followed like she all of a sudden had to follow all yeah, my friends and, i get that I'm a like, lot like down. as soon as the husband follows me the wife follows too and it's like girl you ain't got to worry about this one. Maybe some other runners, but not this one. <laughs> All right. So now that we know how to get followed <laughs> by India Cook, that was that was the seminar on that how to get followed show. by India Cook. We sometimes only, please. <laughs> now we we still got to bring on our guest because she's still sitting on hold, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Kim King. But before I'm gonna bring on, a, I'm not bring on. I'm gonna talk about another King, Heather King, who was yes. our guest on our last episode. Heather King, um, as you recall from the last episode, she talked about having her exhibit where she was going to have photos and um, talk about her journey of doing all of the world majors. Mm -hmm. And I did get to go to it on Saturday. It was a very nice event. It was on Peter Street. If you're not from Atlanta, then you don't know what that is. Anyway, it was on Peter Street. And um, quite a few runners showed up. Um, even Philip King was in town. One yes. of the, the one hey, of my Phillip. one of my favorite Venom dudes. Mm. Um, he was in town. Uh, He's I so think it was and he. <laughs> see, I just gonna say humble. He's you gotta throw you gotta, gotta throw country like in country there. Hum- it's like it's funny though. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, he was in town. I think it was his birthday weekend. But anyway, mm-hmm. he was in town with his lovely lady. So I went to it. I, I come in. It's very nice. Of course, Heather is dripping Versace or something, I'm sure. Oh, what, whatever that dress was she was wearing. She looked gorgeous. And she had the pictures up on the wall. Kind of like she had told us. She ca- she started um, started on one end from the beginning of her running journey uh-huh. and kind of worked it around. She had all her medals on the wall. Well, all her world major medals on the wall. In this location, she was able to, she did do like um, a recording, kind of walking you through the journey. 
So kind of like how they have those silent parties. Exactly. Yes. So she get you gave her, she gave phones. us headphones okay. so we could listen to her talk. Um, cause it was kind of weird because, you know, different groups coming in at different times and they kept shushing everybody because, okay. you know, once the first group finished, we got rowdy. Mm. I went and bought a couple of bottles of wine. Oh, so, you know, we, we got it in, but saw a lot of runners I hadn't seen. Cause I've been out of the loop now that I don't live in, in, um, in down in Atlanta, I live up in Tucker, so I don't right. get to run with everybody anymore. So it was good to see a lot of people. Um, uh, Lindsay, do you know Lindsay, Lindsay Michelle? Yep. Lindsay was there, who that was like a spotting because I never. The curly top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I never Lindsay see her anymore. She was there. Latanya was there. Cedric Harris was there. I mean, um, who was there? Was a couple of Wakanda brothers that were in there as well, besides <laughs> Cedric. So we we had a good time. Good. It was a great event, Heather. Congratulations on yes. it. It really made me think. I would love to see if we could do that for the actual all the whole African American running community. Like one year, somebody started in January, right. taking photos mm-hmm. of the African American running community, all the run groups, that sort of thing, and then we put together an exhibit. And then like people who are pictured in the exhibit, mm-hmm. maybe do a little synopsis of that photo. Like what were they thinking at the time that this photo was that taken? Can totally be done, Tommy. We have. I mean, there's so many pictures already. Like the amount of pictures they be taking, amazing people in the Atlanta running community. There's no reason why we can't put. Together. Yeah, definitely. So that that's something. As you can tell, I come up with a lot of ideas. I don't put them in the, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I put them out there so that somebody else with more gumption right. can take care of it. Mm-hmm. I do the podcasting. That's all I do. But anyway, we've had Kim on hold for way too long, so we're gonna bring her on now. Okay. All right. All right. And the Run Duo is back, and I have on the phone with us Kim King. How you doing today, Kim? I'm doing great. Hi, Tommy. Hi, India. How are you guys today? Perfect. Now, Kim is the co-race director for the Divine Nine. It's a 5K that's taking place in Atlanta, Georgia on June the 9th in Welcome All Park. Now, Kim, I got I got a question for you that I didn't tell you I was going to ask you. <laughs> um, so you are in the same sorority as my girlfriend, Heather Heather uh, Brownlee, you all are in the same, I think you're in the same chapter here in Atlanta, correct? We're in the same chapter. We serve on several committees together. Should I text her now? <laughs> She's upstairs. <laughs> Don't get her down here. Right. Um, so <laughs> where did you actually pledge? Because you're Delta. So where did you actually pledge? I pledged at the University of Georgia, the greatest school in the universe. Oh, Go dogs. Hold on. I didn't okay. know that. We're going to have to hang this phone you up. see Tommy's face. <laughs> <laughs> You wanted to go to Georgia, too? You wanted to go to Georgia, too? See, I like you. I like how you turned that around on me. I like that. Okay, so, you know, Heather pledged at uh, UNC, uh, University of North Carolina. Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. So, they do their little Delta walk to, it's a classic song, actually. They do it to a classic song, Back That Thing Up by Juvenile. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. what do UGA, what do y'all do y'all Delta walk to? Well, we, I mean, we, there's several songs that people use to do the little steps and strolls. That's a song. A lot of people like set it off. The AKs use that a lot. But we all, we're so good, quite frankly. The Delta is just so awesome. We can stroll to any song. So you just put it out there. We're going to do our thing. Okay, so um, always on, ready. On yes. June 9th, I start blasting some music out the back of my car. I want to see some Delta strolls down, down that 5K, okay? Not a problem. Not a problem. Last year, Delta won the 5K, so you know. We'll, we'll, we'll show you a little something. Okay, okay, I like him. All right, now, let's get back into the race. So, Divine Nine. So, tell us, who are the Divine Nine? The Divine Nine, the Divine Nine is kind of a, a, a description of the 
nine historically black sororities and fraternities that exist in the USA. They were founded between 1906 and 1963, and uh, was a collection of fraternities for sororities, and we that's what we call ourselves, the Divine Nine. Okay. Because we're divine. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're divine, of divine. course. Now, um, the Divine Nine 5K, Atlanta was not the first place that this was done, correct? This is part of a bigger a bigger group that, that kind of runs these races in different parts of the country? Correct. Atlanta was not the first one. The first one actually took place in Chicago um, in 2015. Uh, so we're kind of the first franchise location. So we're kind of like the Chick-fil-A that's on Main Street, not the original Dwarf House, but, you know, kind of the, the, the next one. That's kind of what we are. Now, how did you get involved? And, how, and, and when did you actually start the Divine 9 5K here in Atlanta, and how did you get involved in it? Well, we started it in 2016, and, you know, just the beauty of social media, we actually got a, a message on Facebook from the folks that were organizing the one in Chicago and said, hey, have you guys ever thought about doing this? And having participated in a lot of 5Ks, I knew that you, know, you could get a lot of people, and we needed a fundraiser, quite frankly. We, as a Divine Nine, as the, you know, we have 20 chapters in our council, the National Panhellenic Council of Greater Atlanta. We wanted to do more in terms of scholarships and community programs, and our dues just were not enabling us to do that. So, talk to the folks in Chicago. Sounded like a good idea, but as I said, I run in them and never organized anything. But I know people. I'm friendly Tommy. India already knows that, but I'm friendly Tommy. So I listened to the old friend Rolodex, and I called my good friend Herman Mannings, and he's one of the, you know, co-race directors for the MLK uh, 5K. And I said, hey, Herman, we want to do this thing. Is it doable? You know, we had about maybe five months to organize. And he said, yeah, yeah, it's possible. I was like, are you sure? And uh, that's kind of how we got started with uh, over a spaghetti dinner, at Chip Owens, if you know Chip Owens, Herman's business partner at Chip's house in Herman, and we all sat around, about five of us, and we talked about it. And by the time I left Chip's house, my head was spinning. I'm like, oh, my goodness, there's so many things that go on behind the scenes to organize a 5K. I don't drink, but I literally felt like somebody had put a Mickey or something like that in my drink when I left. So and that's kind of how it was. But uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's some some those are some really good connections to have when you're starting a race because I recall um I think when I first met you I was with um Mike Martinez at the Peachtree Expo, Expo exactly mm -hmm. and you were telling me about it and I was so impressed cuz the first year you had how many people The first year we had 596 participants yes. That is for the first year for someone who's never race directed in her life mm -hmm. that is so so impressive i would love to be able to pull 500 people together for a race so i i'm really impressed with that now divine nine being that it is all fraternities and sororities just to verify though you don't have to be in a fraternity or sorority to be in this race correct correct it's open to the community i mean it's open to everybody except pets so you can come in a stroller, but as long as you can walk, jog, or run, and that's really pretty much more of a park thing, but it's open to everybody, and we definitely have lots of community support because, as you guys probably know, living in Metro Atlanta, you don't have a lot of races on the south side, and so that's one of the reasons why we also strategically picked our location to make sure that all parts of the city have opportunities to participate in fitness activities. And I will say, Kim, I have run it the two years that has been here in Atlanta, and it's a great race. It's been very enjoyable for me. 
Thank you, India. You're my favorite host on this podcast, in case I had mentioned that already. Boy, people know how to get hung up on. They sure know how to get hung up on. Okay, so... Kind of run it down for me. Dear Heather, Tommy just hung up on me. Have that text in the draft. Okay. Okay. Started All right. Footsteps okay. down those steps. <laughs> All right. So, Kim, run it down for me because I know a lot of people, you know, fraternity, sorority uh, members, they do it because it is a divine 9-5-K. Now, for just runners who, who have no affiliation um, with any sorority fraternity, run down the, the particulars about the race, like as far as age group awards, that sort of thing. Okay, well, in our third year, so what we've done the past couple of years, we're not changing this part yet, but there's something on our drawing board for next year. But we give awards to the first, second, and third uh, male and female finishers. That's who we recognize. Uh, so the fastest, you know, um, fraternity, sorority, no fraternity, sorority, whoever crosses the finish line first, that's our first place winner, et cetera. So we recognize them based on gender. Beyond that, we also uh, recognize folks within the sororities and fraternities, as well as what we call like a friends group. Uh, if you don't sign up and say you have any affiliation, again, no problem. We uh, also recognize the top male and female runners out of that group, too. So if you're fast you will get recognized. Mm-hmm. Well, what if you slow? And the winners get a trophy. I beg your pardon? What if you slow? You, you ain't recognize slow people? What's wrong with slow people? Well, if, you, if you're slow, let me tell you what you get if you're slow. So this is for you, Tommy. If you're slow, then, you know, you automatically get your T-shirt. You, too, will get a medal. So when you're out amongst your family and friends, you know, you don't have to direct them to the website. You can tell them you finished in 16 minutes. They'll never know the difference, and we would never defy you publicly. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Ken. I, I appreciate you doing that for a slow people. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay. Well, they get a medal, and then when they when they get there, you know, they still have snacks. Water will make sure all the fast people like India, you know, haven't taken up all the good snacks, so you'll still have things for you when you come across the finish line as well but it's a fun event um you know we have music playing you know we have our special kind of energy we have a dj eric mcmath who you may know who's a part of the south fulton running partner so we really try to keep it in a family and support you know folks in the community that we know that love the activity support fitness enjoy fellowship and want to have fun sounds like it's going to be a great event and and again and we kind of talked to this before we actually started recording that it is another, and actually you might be one of the first all, you know, African-American organized races um, that I can can remember, actually, um, here in Atlanta, because you came before, you know, we have the race coming up, we had the MLK right. um, half marathon, then we had the the, um, the Selma uh, to Montgomery mm-hmm. over there. You too, but I and don't know if it's all the HBCU race. Yeah, the HBCU race. Mm-hmm. That was, Probably you and the HBCU yeah. race are probably mm-hmm. about the same. So, I mean, I've always said I would love to see us put together some kind of, you know, African-American medal for people mm-hmm. to run all the races, you know, run all those African-American races. So I, I might come to you with that uh, for next year. Well, I'll tell you this, you're a little prophetic. I mean, the reality is we live in Wakanda, right? You know, we know this what Atlanta is. Even the movie had not been shot here. So <laughs> what you talked about, a few of us have discussed how can we come together and leverage our strengths. Yeah. 
so that, you know, whether it's, you know, maybe not having one T-shirt vendor, but maybe having three preferred black T-shirt vendors. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, you know, you know, just how can we, how do we order our bibs? How, how, how do we do what we do so that it benefits us so we can give back or you make our races, if it's more profitable, allow them to grow? But what can we do together? And there are some plans to have a discussion that would include not only the organizers, as well as some regular runners. So um, when we get ready to do that, I'll make sure that I keep you guys in mind because we really want honesty about who can figure out how to make this work because we think we can. And you mentioned HBCU, like I'm good friends with Dan Ford and his wife, you know, one of the organizers there in their 11th year. From our very beginning, we've always given them a table. They, in turn, have always put our race in their emails, you know, because we do believe that we can exist together. It's not competition. It's not what some would say any type of crap mentality. We want all of us to succeed. A rising tide lifts all boats. And we do believe that in Wakanda, we can all survive together, survive and thrive. In Wakanda. I'm giving giving you the Wakanda salute right now. (laughs) Now, if somebody has has been listening to this, they've got all hyped up and excited, tell them how they can sign up, where they can pick their bib up, that sort of thing. Okay, cool. Well, the website is, you know, pretty easy, divine95k.com. I'll spell that D-I-V-I-N-E-9-N-I-N-E-5-K.com. Go to the website. You can pick Chicago or Atlanta, but obviously you're going to pick Atlanta. You sign up. If you see some friends, you can start a team. You may see a team you want to join. You can join that team. And that's pretty much it. You just click and pay, and we have our regular rate extends through June 3rd of $30. So uh, for that, you'll get, you know, T-shirt, metal, chip timing, you know, just a great um, a great time. But I do want to mention something else if I have a couple minutes. Sure, take your time. Go ahead. Talk to us. Please. Okay, okay, cool, thanks. So we are, one of the things that I think we've tried to do, because as we said, this is our third year, right? And we know that um, our, you know, our folks, we all respond to good customer service and feedback. So, you know, we try to listen. We try to listen to what, what people told us. You know, each year we try to make improvements. The first year they told us they were scared because we only had like two policemen. Even though that's what they told us we needed, and folks were afraid they were going to get hit by a car. So we added more policemen last year, you know, that type of thing. Uh, but this year, you know, we also heard things about certifications. For, you know, for serious runners, they want to be able to know they're running on a certified course and things of that nature. This year, we actually we announced this a few days ago, but the course is now U.S. Uh, track and field certified. So it's certified as a 5K. So it's like that's a pretty big deal to announce that to everybody. And you're the first to know, but we are now a qualifier for the 2019 Peachtree Road Race. Just got the news this morning. Yeah, so uh, we're super excited about that. So we're trying to, you know, make it better. And just going back to our links to the community, our T-shirts, you have to register to get a T-shirt, have been designed or the logo has been designed by the one and only Mr. Runfam himself, Michael Martinez. You don't want to to highlight a local designer, hopefully soon to be the Peachtree Road Race designer. You know, we hope that he wins that contest. But, uh, you know, so he's doing a T-shirt. And we've received, uh, you know, most of our vendors are, you know, from our community. We make the fees affordable. Pretty much all the run groups, we just give them a table, again, so we can support health and fitness in our community. And I do also just kind of want to shout out the support we've received from local officials, uh, Fulton County Commissioner Marvin Arrington, 
who's been helpful to us from the very start to help us get, you know, good rate on the park. And then more re- recently, City of South Fulton Councilwoman Helen Willis, who's also been very helpful to us. And that makes a difference. I mean, public officials, you know, can make things complicated. And they've done just the opposite. They've been there for us, and I just really want to say thanks to them. Wow. You have a lot of connections, Kim. I, I mean, are you going to run for office soon? Uh, no, but I'm from Atlanta. Born at St. Joseph's Hospital. You better recognize. And, uh... <laughs> Definitely. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great, great event. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to talk about about the race? Anything else you want to let our listeners know? One thing I just, and this is another customer suggestion, you know, I live on the South Side. I recognize that not everybody does. So, again, another straight from the customer uh, or participant suggestion, we're now going to have two packet pickups. So on Tuesday we're going to be at Pedipides in Midtown at Ansley Mall. And, of course, you know, they offer their in-store discounts. We're excited to partner with the nation's oldest running specialty store. And then on Friday, we're going to continue to do what we've always done for the past couple of years, our happy hour pickup. So we will be at uh, the craft spot, um, you know, right near the airport. We'll have music, you know, happy hour set up so you can pick up your race and your, t- your, uh, your number and your T-shirt, not your medal. You have to earn your medal. But we try to give people options. So each year, you know, we're trying to make it better. So people want to come back. Right, that's right. And will the route be the same, Kim, or have y'all switched that up a little bit on us? It's still the same route. We may reverse it. We're trying to figure that out now. But this is, it will be the same route this year, at least as of right now. But we have some other things cooking for next year, so I look forward to sharing that with you soon. Oh, definitely. Now, you were saying, okay, so the race is on the 9th. So you said what mm-hmm. was the date of the, the, the happy hour packet pickup? What day was that? So the Fidicities will be Tuesday, June 5th, and the happy hour pickup will be Friday, June the 8th. And it's from 5 until 8 o'clock. You know, we know it's only a 5K, but we don't want you out there, you know, too late. And, you know, of course, you can stay longer if you want to. But 5 to 8 p.m. at the craft spot. Perfect. Now, will there be any race day registration or no? Absolutely. If you show up that morning, we are going to register folks from 7 until 8 o'clock. On-site, on-site registration is $35. But we encourage you to go ahead and do it now to make sure we have your right T-shirt size, you know, all those things like that that you would really want. But if not, for some reason you can't commit to the date this early, we'll take care of you on race day. Perfect. Now, you said chip timing. Where will the results be posted? You said on is it just on your website, or where would they be posted once the race is over? On our website, I mean, we leverage Run Sign Up, so they'll be on our site. And um, you'll also get a link to them from the Peachtree site. And, you know, that might be next year. But you'll be a link to them from our site or from Run Sign Up. But we always post that pretty quickly. So we'll put it on our social media and on our website. So you'll be able to know, you know, what your time was pretty quickly. And also our timing company. I mean, you know, they bring that, they bring those timing sheets in. So um, if you stick around for the award ceremony, hopefully you will. And we can also check your time on site. Great, Kim. That is, like I said, sounds like it's going to be a great event. Uh, you've convinced me. I think I'll be out there. Then we'll go to the happy hour first. And if I'm able to survive that, then I'll be <laughs> at the race the next day. <laughs> I, I have confidence in you. I think, I think you can handle both of them. Yeah, he'll be out there. <laughs> now, Kim, you, you requested something at the beginning of this. So I'm going to go ahead. And, uh, and you know, you're my guest, and you know my girl. Shut up, Tommy. 
Okay, gotta, shut up, Tommy. You gotta let me build to it. I mean, at least let shut me. Shut up, Tommy. <laughs> shut up, Tommy. Okay, go ahead. Fine, go ahead. Just, just give me your best. Shut up, Tommy. Just go ahead, Kim. Shut up, Tommy. Thank you, India, for your support for the past couple of years, and thank you to both. Thank you to both of you. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. This was definitely fun, 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 and I look forward to um, look forward to seeing you guys in a few weeks. Great, and you know, besides you going to Georgia, you you're a great young lady. Shut up, Tommy. Okay, no problem. <laughs> All right, and once again, thank you for taking time out of day to speak with us. You have a great evening, okay, Kim? Okay, you too. Take care. Talk to you soon. All right, bye bye. And once again, thank you, Kimberly King, for taking time out of your day to speak to us about the Divine Nine Five K. I hope everybody's excited about it. I think I'm going to try to go out there. Great uh, I might have to walk it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to run it. I'm still kind of out of shape, but we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. So uh, we're coming to the end of another great episode, yes, India. It was great. Yes, had a great time. We talked crazy about people. We yes. learned some stuff. We taught some stuff. Um, now, India, yes. if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how would they do that? All right, so on Instagram, I am I underscore of underscore indigo, and that's with the E, so E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs. So that is my personal um, Instagram, and then I also have Miles from India, and that's all together, Miles from India, and that's on Instagram as well and also on Facebook. Now, if you want to just send me a email, um, if you want to give me some topics, want to talk, want to come interview, anything of that nature, you can also send me an email at milesfromindia at gmail.com. And same goes for me. I am tmitch68 on Instagram. I'm on Facebook as Thomas Mitchell, but I'm barely ever on Facebook. So you can DM me at tmitch68, um, as well as my email address is thomaswmitchell, the number two, at gmail.com. So another great week, yes, India. Yes, yes. So be looking out for us uh, in two more weeks. Um, we'll have another great show, episode four, coming at you. This is coming up, guys. Can't wait to hear it, y'all. Have a good one. Everybody have a great run this week. Bye.